welcome aboard Just Jets with your captain, Matt O'Leary. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to episode number 60 of Just Jets. What's going on? I am Matt O'Leary, going to be hanging out with you, and we have a lot to get into today. I'm going to be talking about why it's a bad idea if you keep Sam Darnold and then draft a quarterback. No, that's not a quarterback debate because I'm not getting into whether or not which one the Jets should do, but just the logic of keeping Sam Darnold and then drafting a quarterback at two, why that isn't a good idea. And then voicemails after that. But before we get started, a word from our sponsor. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking about you. You got Bush? You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped. After using these life-changing products, you're going to want to join a ball sack beauty contest. I'm looking out for you too because I have an exclusive 20% off discount for you. Use promo code JETS20 at manscaped.com. Yes, promo code JETS20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. You can pick yourself up something nice like the lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof. It's got the light. It's got everything you need to get that perfect package. There's a reason why 2 million men around the world trust Manscaped. So with that, let's get into our show for today. The idea from Jeremy Fowler, keeping Sam Darnold and still drafting a quarterback at two. Talk about a terrible idea. Now I know what the rebuttal is going to be. Well, what if you're not going to get good enough value for him at this point? It leaves insurance and I hear you. I just, I don't agree with you. To me, it's, I want, you guys know what I want to do. But if you're keeping Sam Darnold, you either have to be all in or all out. No half measures. You cannot possibly succeed with a half half measure. The New York Jets, Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, Mike LaFleur, all of them, they have to be on the same page and be, okay, we're either going all in on Sam Darnold or, okay, we're either going all in on... Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, whoever is there for them at number two, if they take, you can't have it both ways. And that like you're setting yourself up for where you are looking for your plan to fail. If you are drafting a quarterback and keeping Sam Darnold, that's what you're doing. You're saying, I don't have enough faith in Sam Darnold, so I'm going to still take a quarterback anyway. And then what do you do? So for instance, let's play out the different scenarios. You keep Sam Darnold he stinks and then the second the first three and out happens the fans are going to be booing for him to be replaced killing any and all uh, more confidence why would the sam Darnold camp want that wouldn't they want to get out like at least you screwed this guy over enough the least you can do is just put him in a better situation where maybe he has a shot and on the on for the rookie quarterback, don't you want him playing right away and learning so that you don't have another year added on top of the rebuild? Like, let's say in year one, he should be working out all the kinks because they don't have a playoff mandate. But in 2022, like excuses have to start going out the window next year, not this upcoming year, but the following year in 2022, you have to start making the push to being a competitive team have to. You have so many draft assets early on and the quarterback play and good coaching should make this team or should elevate this team to a point where they are competing for a playoff spot, especially with seven in each 
conference. There is no reason why that in a year's time from now, the expectation isn't for this team to be a playoff team. So wouldn't you rather, because if you play, let's say you play Sam Donald for the entire year, then your rookie quarterback, most likely either Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, has not played a snap yet in the NFL going into the second year of the rookie contract. So then that way, that's closing your window on the rookie deal even more so because you could probably throw the first year starter out the window. Like, what are the chances that as a first year starter, you are competing for a Super Bowl? More often than not, it's there's going to be some bumps in the road, which is fine. So then you're really closing that rookie contract window to about two years instead of four. So I'm willing to say in 2021 that you can have your young quarterback make their mistakes, learn, grow, and take a leap in year two and year three when usually you could be competitive and competing for a you know playoff spot and beyond, but that wouldn't be the case. And if going back to if you want to keep Sam, if he plays well, then what do you do? Do you extend him at that point? I, I don't know how you're because you're not giving him the fifth year option. So he's walking at the end of the year anyway. So if he plays well, you then lose him for nothing at that point. Or you have to extend him on a big contract at the end of the year. And then what do you do with Zach Wilson or Justin Fields? Then you look to trade them. I don't know. I don't think it, it's. I don't think it makes sense for the locker room. You're going to have guys who are Sam guys. You're going to have guys who are rookie quarterback guys. It's just it's time to get everything aligned and whether that is hey sam is our guy and we're building around him or hey we drafted justin fields we drafted zach wilson and we are building around him great stick with one of those options no half measures no one foot in one foot out go all in or all out that's the only possible way you can have success because if you don't look at mark sanchez and tim tebow i'm not saying that Tim Tebow was obviously Tim Tebow wasn't a rookie, but having a guy like that breathing down his neck, I mean, there were signs of regression a little bit before that, but that certainly put things over the top. It's very rare that you see a scenario where you have a a backup who is breathing down someone's neck and that person thrives. I, I don't see that happening very often. Um, I just think it's not fair to Sam. You'd be putting way too much pressure on him at that point when you should just be like, hey, we screwed up. And I know you didn't help yourself either, but this is uh, mostly on us. So let's put you in a good position. You can sit somewhere for a year and then maybe have a chance to be a starter in in a year from now. Uh, I think that's doing right by your player. And I think that's the right decision for the New York Jets. I don't think that keeping Sam and drafting a quarterback is the right call. And where this info is coming from, probably the Jets. I would tend to think that they are looking to get the value up on Sam. So that's really all that I read into that. Again, let me know what you think at the end in the comments or on social media at Matt O'Leary and why. Uh, but with that, let's get into some of your voicemails for today. First up is Mark in New Jersey, and he wants to talk CJ Mosley. Okay, Matt. It's Mark from New Jersey. I think I What's got up? it figured out. I say my, my comment, and then if you like it or if it gets a chance to be on your show, then it does. So I'm I'm gonna go for a comment. Um, C.J. Mosley is a star. C.J. Mosley, Matt, five-time Pro Bowler. Talk about middle linebacker. He just got hurt. I mean, uh, I don't understand where people are. 
and I've heard a ton. Uh, so we should trade in his value and all that stuff. When you have a guy like that, you keep a guy like that. And he's going to shine this year, that middle linebacker spot. He's a defensive quarterback, and he's really good. <laughs> Our defense it could do a whole lot worse than he would without him in the middle. Love your show. Can't wait to comment again and hear your commentary. Have a good one, bro. Peace. Appreciate it. The thing that scares me, and I'm not questioning C.J. Mosley's talent, number one, and number two, I don't think the Jets should move on from him. I think he is playing for the Jets, and they're starting uh, inside linebacker this year. It is a little bit scary that he's only really played three quarters of a game in two years, right? Week one against Buffalo, and he looked really good, but he hasn't played, and he opted out last year, which is fine. I have no ill will towards him for opting out and doing what's best for him and his family. No issue with that. I'm just nervous coming back. He's going to be turning 29 in June and hasn't played in two years. So there's no denying that he is, isn't a great player. He is, as you said, he is a, he's a four-time pro bowler actually uh, was in 2018, you know, the year before he signed with the New York jets, but I, is he going to go back to that level? I certainly hope so, but is it fair to expect that from him after two years away? I don't know if that's fair. I think he's going to be a good starter in this system. I don't know if he's going to be great, like a Pro Bowl or All-Pro level, but if he is even just good to very good, then I think the Jets are in great shape at that point. Uh, I don't think they necessarily need him to be an elite player. Uh, it would be nice, but I think that's putting your expectations a little bit too high, at least for my liking. But thank you for checking in, Mark. Let's go to Bobby up next in California. He wants to talk about quarterbacks. Hey, what's up, Matt? This is uh, Bobby from California. Um, hey, what's up, Matt? This is uh, Bobby from California. Um, so I was just calling in today, uh, just thinking about some quarterback scenarios, and I was wondering what you think about this. Um, I think if we draft Zach Wilson at number two, he's got to be a day one starter. I think he got okay. I think he got to trade Darnold at that point. I don't think a quarterback competition would be good for either side at that point. But I was thinking about what if we um, what if we drafted Justin Fields at number two. And I know that's not your preferred scenario, but let's say we do. Um, I think what might be in the best interest of both parties is having him sit for a year. Um, I think will be really valuable is just having him get his processing speed a little bit up. Um, I think it could be beneficial for Sam Darnold and Fields. Um, I think the, I think the Darnold party would be happy because, you know, if you play well, you can get your payday and go somewhere else after a year or, if you don't, you know, we can cut bait just like that. But I'm just thinking, you know, what's more valuable? Is a third-round pick more valuable or is setting your future core back up for success more valuable? Because I see Justin Fields as a guy that's, that's very raw. He needs a little time to get his processing speed up, but he's got all the intangibles. He's got all the physical tools to get it done in the league. And uh, I think that might be a scenario where both parties might be happy. Um just let me know what you think about that. Uh, love the podcast, man, and uh, go Jets. I really appreciate the call, Bobby. I, I don't agree with you here, um, and I'm not opposed to taking Justin Fields. I, I do like Zach Wilson better, but I, I still like Fields a lot. I think he's a very good prospect, and if he was the pick at number two, I would feel comfortable starting with him uh, from day one. Um, I agree. I think his biggest weakness is reading a defense and processing uh, but that is something that you can do on the fly. 
and learn at the next level. Similar things were said about uh, Justin Herbert, that he processed things slow. And obviously he had a really good rookie year last year. And I think Fields is more talented than Justin Herbert, just from a, a raw traits perspective. There's too much that I think Fields does well for me to definitely sit here and say, oh, he would benefit for sure for sitting here. There's one guy who I feel that way in the big four for, and that is Trey Lance. And the reason for that is he has limited opportunities. And he, he, to me, is more raw than Justin Fields. Um, so that's why I think if the 49ers are really dead set on keeping Jimmy G for this year, I, I really do think there's a world where they take Trey Lance at the number three pick, have him sit for a year, half a year, whatever it is, depending on you know how well they're competing out there in San Francisco, and then taking over. And that's just because you know he played one game last year and just has, doesn't have a ton of experience beyond that. Um, and again, like traits is a huge thing for me. I, I like Trey Lance's traits. I like Justin Fields' traits, and I think that they can translate at the next level. And for Fields specifically in, in this call, which it's based around Justin Fields, um, I, I am comfortable with him playing from day one. And I think it. I don't think it's fair to Darnold to do that. I think you should just cut bait and move on. Like I said earlier, don't go one foot in, one foot out. Go all in either around Darnold or all in around the rookie quarterback. Uh, ben in New Jersey is up next, and he wants to talk about some wide receiver options in the NFL draft. What's up, Matt? It's Ben Yo. from Jersey. So um, I left a voicemail earlier again, but um, I just wanted to do a new one because I feel like this would be an interesting topic. And it's three receivers who I think we should take in later rounds to eventually replace Jameson Crowder in 2022 because I don't think we extend this contract next year. So the first guy is someone who I really like, and that's um, Amari Rogers from Clemson. Justin Ross missed the whole 2020 season with that um, neck injury, so Amari Rogers stepped up big time as, uh, as um, Trevor Lawrence's number one receiver. I feel like if we take him in the third round, whether it be with pick 66 or pick 86, I think he would be a really good fifth receiver for us right now. Hmm. And if we don't decide to extend Crowder or don't bring Keelan Cole back. I think he'd be a really good third receiver. He could play out wide in the slot. Very versatile player. The second guy I think we could take is Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State. Okay. He's a little smaller and he's not but he's not really like a slot guy. Someone who honestly he reminds me of is Odell Beckham. I think oh. they're both like five eleven, but he's a, he has the ability to jump up and make those contested catches. I think if he improves his route running, I think he'll be a really good fit for this Jets team. The next guy I like is D. Wayne Eskridge okay. from um, Western Michigan. So he's a small guy also. He's he's only like 5'9", which is maybe, I think, the same height as Crowder. He has really good hands, and he's a very clean route runner. But the one thing that I think makes him an intriguing prospect is his blocking ability which I feel like it's something that Joe Douglas was really emphasized, especially with signing Corey Davis. We want guys who can block on those outside run plays and tosses and screens. And he's a really strong blocker, so I think that would be a really good fit in this offense. The last guy that I think we can draft is Tutu Atwell. This is maybe mm. like a fourth or fifth round guy. I like him. Tutu Atwell from Louisville. He's, I mean, honestly, from what I've heard, his hands aren't amazing and his Pretty much like a John, like think of it as like a John Ross guy, but he has that speed that can just take the top off of defenses and 
He if he if he's done like a fourth or fifth round, I think he's went to flyer. So those are a few guys who I think should be Jamison Crowder replacements in twenty twenty two. Let me know who you think. Is there any other receivers in later rounds that you like? As always, go to Really appreciate it. Well thought out. I like Amari Rogers a lot. I like Tutu Atwell a lot. I'm going to add someone else to your list. Now, this is not someone who is in the later rounds. This is someone who would probably be a second round player. Um, and I don't think you take this player at 34. If you were trade, let's let's say we trade Sam Darnold uh, and it's for, I don't know, picking like, let's say the 40s uh, or late 30s. Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. He is short. He's only 5'9", 185. It might even be a little bit shorter. That 5'9 might be generous, but he would be an absolute burner in the slot, and I think he would fit this offense really, really well. And that wide receiver room would be extremely deep if you had a player like that. And again, like obviously Crowder's probably here for this year, but beyond that, he could step right in and fill that role. I really do believe so. I think that would be a great slot option. So if you're looking for a Crowder replacement, to me, that is like, that would be the number one choice. But I agree that with the other Jets needs right now, you might want to wait on wide receiver. And I think you bring bring up a lot of solid options. Like Tutu Atwell would be extremely intriguing to look at in the the later rounds. So very, very good choices there, Ben. Rob in Tennessee is up next, and he wants to talk some Wilson. Yeah, Matt, this is uh, Rob, uh, Morristown, Tennessee, originally uh, from Long Island, uh, New York. Uh, yeah, uh, the only way I think uh, if they don't uh, include Zach Wilson is by any chance Jacksonville Jaguars uh, choose Zach over Trevor Lawrence. But other than that, uh, I don't see uh, them taking an O-line uh, uh, that early. Uh, they may trade down from 23 spot. That could be a possibility for them to get an O-line there. But uh, uh, Zach Wilson is a pretty good quarterback. Uh, Yes, he has room for improvements at the NFL level. But uh, um, I like Zach overall. And uh, But uh, Justin Fields, he's he's too much like Sam Darnold. Oh, I don't uh, He's got a lot of work... uh, uh, to do on his uh, uh, mechanics. Other than that, he is a very good quarterback. Uh, but uh, And I don't see them keeping Sam Darnold and uh, Zach Wilson. That would uh, I'm with you on that. too much confrontation in the locker room myself. Yep. So, I agree. But, uh, uh, thoughts on that. So uh, Thank you for listening. This is Rob Martin from Morristown, Tennessee. The show is killer. Go Jets. Really appreciate it. Um, I agree with you on the take that they're not going to keep Sam with the rookie quarterback. It's not. That's not fair. Um, and as f- I don't like, I don't love the the Fields Darnold comparison. Um, well, for one, Fields doesn't turn the ball over as much as Sam did in college. Um, and I think his mechanics are better. That my biggest issue with Field, and that it's not really an issue. I guess it's more of just my biggest critique. I think that's probably a better word. Um, would be processing and holding on to the ball for too long. Um, maybe if you want to say that's something Darnold does, I could maybe see that, but I, I, I don't really... I think they're very different. Fields is a, f- a 4-4 talent, man, running the ball. It's it's different. They are 
they're different players. His deep ball is significantly better than a Sam Darnold's. Um, so I, I really don't, I don't get that comparison to be completely honest with you, Rob. Uh, but I agree. I don't think they should keep a rookie quarter, uh, Sam with the rookie quarterback this year. If they do decide to go rookie quarterback, uh, next up is Jeff and Callie and he has a mock for us. So let's hear from it. Hey Matt, this is Jeff from Cali. Yo. So I was just doing a mock draft and I, I wanted to get your thoughts on, on a weird trade that I made. Um, and it's really gotten me, got me thinking a little bit. So, um, in this mock draft, I was using what NFL Draft Network or some some shit. I don't know. Sorry, uh, something. And um, and so Panay Sewell is falling down the board, and hmm. he gets to uh, the Giants at eleven. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and tr- make a move and trade up for a generational left tackle. We already might have a generation generational left tackle, but why not get generational bookend tackle to protect Zach Wilson, who I took it to. Okay. So, I traded 23 overall, and I traded uh, Seattle's first round pick next year, and the Giants had accepted that offer. Now, when I'm really thinking about it, what it is, is you traded Jamal Adams and a, uh, for Panay Sewell and a third round pick. Now I'm thinking, okay, do I would I want that? Is that is that a fair trade? If you would have told me last when when we traded Jamal Adams to the Seahawks, if that's what the compensation for Jamal would have been, if I would have been happy with it. So tell me what you think about that. And uh, I don't know, it's just something something out of the, the normal Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, this that and the other stuff. So, gotcha. Yeah, let me know what you think of that. Find that. Thank you, Jeff, for calling in. It's interesting. Um, first thing I'll say, I, I don't, I don't see uh, Joe Douglas moving up. He seems to be someone who wants to gain more assets. I don't think he's gonna, you know, give assets to to get up for for one player, especially when they have a left tackle already. I, I like Penny Sewell a lot. I think he's going to be good at the next level. But I just don't know if I'd want to give up another first-round pick to move up to get a left tackle that I'm going to move to right tackle. And I understand the the thought process of having two bookend tackles. Look, I I get it. It would be really good, but I I really don't think that would be necessary. I think you can get by with George Fant this year, and maybe you take someone in the mid-rounds you can develop and play behind him um, in 2022 and beyond. And maybe like the third round or something like that. But I, I don't think I would do that. I'd rather stay put and take an interior offensive lineman and then a corner um, right there at 34 or, you know, inverse it if, if depending on how the board falls. But um, I personally just don't think that Joe Douglas is going to move up, number one. And I don't think Penny Sewell makes it past five. Also, and I don't think they're going to give up the assets to get to five. But in this specific scenario, I understand where your logic was coming from behind it. I just don't think Joe Douglas is going to do that, if that makes sense. Uh, so hopefully that answers your question. Let's get to Angelo in Tennessee, and he wants to talk Darnold's future. Hey, Matt. Angelo from Tennessee again. What up? Um, at this time, I want to talk about the future of Sam Darnold. I think pretty much all Jet fans are kind of uh, sold on the fact that Zach Wilson is going to be our pick our number two pick in this draft. So now that leaves us with, uh, you know, what do we do with Sam Darnold? 
So obviously we've heard that the Jets were taking calls. We've heard that the Jets have gotten offers. So I, I don't think anything has impressed Joe Douglas yet. And what I found out, if we uh, keep Sam Darnold, don't sign his option, and we lose him to free agency next year, we get a 2023 third-round compensatory pick. So what's the point of trading him now for a third-round pick or sec, you know, maybe a second-round pick? But if it's nothing better than a third-round pick, why not just keep him? And at this point, if he's going to get traded, it's going to be on draft day. And it's not going to be for a pick. It's going to be for a player. Now, what I mean by that, let's say in the second or third round that Denver's on the clock and maybe there's a cornerback that we that we like that we didn't get. And, uh, you know, we see Denver sitting there with that pick. I think the Jets would call Denver and say, hey, we'll give you Sam Donald for this pick. Otherwise, we're not just going to trade him now for a pick because we don't know who that player is going to be. I think Joe Douglas wants to see, okay, in the third round, I got this player here. I will call and I will give Sam Donald for this this specific player. And that's what it's going to be. If it's going to be a trade, it's going to be on draft day. Um, and then again, worst case scenario, we keep him. We don't sign his option. Now we have Zach Wilson and Sam Donald on the team for next year. I mean, I could possibly see that happening. I'm, I'm starting to think that that probably could happen. Or at that point, Sam Donald's on the team, and then a playoff quarter, uh, playoff team gets their quarterback hurt, boom, you, you trade a second-round pick for Donald in, during the middle of next year. I mean, we've seen it happen this past year. So I think that's kind of what Joe Douglas is thinking. Let me know your thoughts, and as always, go Jets. All right, so I don't agree with the the keeping the two quarterbacks. I've talked about that. So instead, I want to use your idea of trading Darnold on draft day, which I think makes sense on either night one or night two of the draft. And I'm looking at Denver's pick right now. In round two, they have pick 40. And at that case, I would, there's a lot of players that I would like in that area. Elijah Moore, we talked about uh, maybe a, a Creed Humphrey the center. I would love him at that spot. If there's a world where you can get Elijah Vera Tucker at 23, I don't think he makes it there, but if that's possible, get him there at 23 and then Creed Humphrey at 40 or Wyatt Davis at 34 and Creed Humphrey at 40 and you grab, I don't know, Greg Newsom at 23. Now we're talking. That's how you can really rebuild in one draft, and I I still think you can get a second-round pick for him. I do. And where – I'm going to check right now because if the uh, Panthers lose out on one of the top quarterbacks at the draft at the top of the draft, maybe they take a chance on a guy like uh, Sam Darnold with their second-round pick. And they would be, what, pick 39, one pick before Denver. Um, so same kind of players you'd be looking for right there. If the Jets have four top 40 picks – great i'm all for that i just i really don't like the idea of keeping both i think you got to go all in or all out um so thank you angelo let's get to brandon on long island who wants to talk about zach wilson what's up matt it's uh brandon back at it from long island um so i just saw this thing and i thought this guy made a really good point on nfl network he said that you know, Mitchell Trubisky was similar to Zach Wilson, and I, I'm not trying to be one of those people with Zach Wilson, but, like, he had, Zach Wilson had one really good year, and, you know, now he's being, you know, hyped a lot. And now, wasn't that the same with, like, you know, Mitch Trubisky? Um, 
what I'm trying to say is, what do you say to the people who think he's going to, like, turn out like Mitchell Trubisky? Uh, anyway, have a good one, Matt. I, I don't like that comp. I understand where it comes from, though, the, the one really big year, and I get it. But one, Wilson's stats were better in his one year by a significant margin over uh, Mitch Trubisky's. Um, and then on top of that, you have to look at traits. Did Mitch Trubisky in college do anything close to the level that Zach Wilson did? Even not just his past year, but in, in years prior? I pers- I don't see it. I don't. Um, so I don't think that's a good comp. Um, I understand the, those who are a little bit concerned with the lack of starting success in some eyes, um, but I, I don't think Mitch Trubisky is a fair comparison for that. Uh, next up, don't have a name on this next call, but wants to talk about Farley and Dickerson in the draft. Hey, Matt. Um, so Caleb Farley and Landon Dickerson are two guys that are at positions of need, corner and interior line, that the Jets could get later in the draft. How concerned are you about the injury history with those two players? Because both, both of them have had like injuries in college and like potential concerns mm-hmm. for whether they can even make training camp. So what are your thoughts on uh, those guys? Yeah, I, I like both players, but here's the thing. I don't think the Jets have the luxury of taking one of those guys because there is that injury history. Like They need guys who can come in and play right away. Fair or not, that's the, that's the case. They can't afford to take a risk like a guy like Farley or a guy like Dickerson. Again, I like players. In, I like their you know, talent, but the injury has to be a little bit of a red flag because they need someone who could come in and play right now. That's why maybe, just as I talked about a little bit earlier, maybe the Wyatt Davis selection at 34 isn't the right move for the Jets um, in that case if he is still injured. But it really depends on uh, medicals and stuff like that. And again, Farley, I really like a lot, but he's been very, very injured, very hurt. So it does, I do think that hurts his draft stock. Uh, so thank you, no name, on that one. Uh, Travis from Ohio is up next. He wants to talk Douglas. Let's hear from Travis. Hey, Matt. Yo. Travis from Ohio. Hey, buddy. Happy Easter, first off, and hope your weekend is going well. Um, also, you got to give him Joe Douglas an A-plus right now. Mm. We haven't brought in any ex-Colt cornerbacks. Oh, this is true. That have completely failed and sucked. True. So we didn't do that this offseason. Then our quarterback room, our running back room, is like under five million bucks. Yes, sir. Total, as opposed to fourteen plus for Le'Veon Bell alone and a washed up Frank Gore. So anyway, dude. Just based off of those two things. I love it. Like, Judo Glass has outperformed the last, what, seven, eight years of GMs in New York, <laughs> including him taking those indie cornerbacks that he signed on bad advisement from his former indie staff. So, anyway, love you. Happy Easter. Go Jets. Bye. Thank you, buddy. Happy Easter to you as well, and happy Easter if you celebrate. Happy Passover if you celebrate. I believe that's done with at this point. I, I apologize. I don't remember off the top of my head uh, if that was compl- – I think so. Um, I I like Joe Douglas's offseason. I think people have been a little too critical of it. I think it's fair to say you would have 
liked a little bit more aggressiveness in some areas. Um, but as I said a few times now on, on this show and just on the YouTube channel in general, I don't think it's fair to grade the offseason until after the draft. Once we get this draft class looking at, so on April, what, the draft's 29th, 30th, and what, May 1st? Or is it 31 days in April? I have no idea. I think there's just 30 days in April. So uh, by May 1st or 2nd, you shouldn't have an idea how this has turned out, uh, which is fine. I think you're good with that um, at that point. Last one is from Jeremy in Sacramento, wants to talk NFL draft. Hey, Matt, it's uh, Jeremy Cravat here. I'm calling from Sacramento, originally from Brooklyn, New York. Rooting for the Jets out here all by myself, except for maybe one guy down the block. But uh, anyway, hey, I, I don't want to talk about uh, the number two pick either anymore. Um, you know, I'm pretty much decided on it. You know, if, if, if they don't go quarterback, it's, it's – I kind of feel like if they don't take Zach Wilson, it's going to be like, you know, the Ken O'Brien, Dan Marino thing all over again. That's how it'll end up. Not not that he's going to be amazing if we take Zach Wilson, Zachary Wilson, but if we don't take him, he sure as hell is going to end up being like the next superstar for either San Francisco or Atlanta because that's just the Jets' way. Um, but more importantly, I want to talk about the this the, our you know our second pick in the first round and our and our second round pick. Um, I think everybody's looking at this like we have to fill every hole the first year, and I just don't see how why people think that. Um, I think you gotta think of it as, you know, we gotta think of it as a two-year plan. And, um, I think what makes sense is if you're gonna take a quarterback like Zachary Wilson, the, the, the first priority has to be, um, protecting him, um, keeping his confidence up so he doesn't end up being like Sam. So, you know, Sam needs a fresh start. I don't want Wilson to need a fresh start. Um, so I'm thinking, I, I'm totally, I, we need a running back. <laughs> we just need a running not, back. Not and that early. There's a couple of very special ones in Harris and Etienne, and um, if I don't know if I want to take use that first of uh, the first round pick on it because I think one of them will slip to the second round. Although it's a little bit of a gamble, but I think one of them will. I think we could base it on if, if one of them is already gone at that point. Um, I know it's tempting to go cornerback, but I'm thinking, and I want to know what you think about this. I'm thinking if you can get a with the third round pick, if we know, like, because centers seem to slip okay. and don't go very high in the draft, if if we're confident that there's going to be a third round guy um, that could step in there and be a starting center right from the start hmm. and allow us to move Connor to a guard position, that immediately improves us in two positions, right? Because Connor's not a good center, and he, but he could be a good guard. So I'm thinking we can improve two positions, really bulk up that line. Give that new quarterback a running back, right? Which I hope is Wilson. Give, give him that running back, but like a real special running back, someone who's going to terrorize defenses, make make them put eight in the box, really take away attention. Um, someone that they, they have to focus on. Um, I would love to do that. If, if, if but like like I said, I mean that's the question. Really, I have is: Do we need to go with one of those first three picks to get that center or? Is there a center you see out there in the third round we can grab? So then we can grab that cornerback with um, with one of those top three sets. You got cut off there at the end, but I, I understand what Jeremy's trying to say here. I am not willing to wait that long for a interior offensive lineman. I think with your fir- one of the your first three picks has to be uh, an interior offensive lineman. So either at 23 or 34, whether that is 
Elijah Vera Tucker, um, Leatherwood potentially could move to guard. Uh, Wyatt Davis, we talked about. Creed Humphrey, we talked about. I think that's the way to go. Um, and I also think corner is important. Like, I, I don't think you can draft all offense. The Really, the only position that I want to take early. So let's say before the third round, the only defense position that I want to take before the third round right now is corner. So I think that's your one exception. Other than that, offensive line, guard, center, maybe a wide receiver, running back in the third round, get Gainwell. I think that's much better value than taking uh, one of those guys at the top at either uh, 24, uh, 23 or 34. Uh, so I'd much rather go that direction, to be completely honest with you. So that's going to do it for me on episode 60. Thank you to all of you for hanging out with me and uh, talking some New York Jets football every week. Please make sure to subscribe, give a rating and review. That really helps me out a lot, and I appreciate all the love and support. I'll be back next week with more stuff as we lead up to the NFL draft, an exciting time of year. But for now, I am Matt O'Leary, and I'll talk to you next time.